Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. They are not one. Written by Nothing is Artificial. Just two cycles ago, the ship appeared seemingly out of nowhere. To a first approximation, that's also where it was encountered. In that vast void of space, beyond the Fulman Halts debris disk. I can still relive it perfectly without flashbacks. Actually, I'm not telling this right. My neural rhythms are still all balanced from the shock. Let me start over. Two cycles ago, something suddenly calls the survey data from the Fulment system to go all wrong. In general, I have no idea what the Proveans are trying to complain to me about. I'm just as much of a unified fleet supporter as the next captain. But it can be hard working for the Proveans. Anyway... I'm sure that every single Proxian who's ever left Protea would have immediately figured out what was wrong. Formout had suddenly disappeared from view. The Provian surveyor told me that happens all the time, just not like this. A nearby comet can obscure the view or of a massive debris field in the inner system can partially obscure the star. But it's not sudden. Comets are easy to track and wear off axis with Formout's debris field. No, Vormhout seemed to just disappear. Although, of course, it hadn't, as we all could still see its light reflected off the almost innumerable inner system objects. Honestly, on a survey mission, being a captain is overwhelming people management. There's always tension between the current survey team and the next one eager to get started. Maintenance team is constantly trying to get temporarily decommissioned systems so that they can be overhauled. Okay, yes, I'm making excuses for myself. I know Unified Fleet Command wouldn't officially agree, but those who've actually been captains know that on a survey mission, you just let the Prime Surveyor run operations. No debate, I'm responsible, but I didn't activate the laser beam array. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself again. Orthodox says my neural rhythms are now trending towards stable. Trending. Still far too unstable to re-enter cryo-hibernation. But I've got to survive this to get the message back to Protea, if Protea's still there. No, I didn't mean it like that. Don't be offended. I want to survive, certainly. But the reason I'm telling you this in case I don't. I've always been so fond of you Progeans and your incredibly stable neural rhythms. You're following, right? I know that you're botanist. Of course you are. What else would a Progean be doing on the ship? But this all makes sense. Good, good. Prime Surveyor swept the main laser beam array over the void where Fallman Holt had just been. A few of the beams bounced back to us. A few others were observed exciting small pockets of outer system gas near our ship. Most unremarkably disappeared into the void undetected. Prime Surveyor swept the auxiliary laser beam arrays while focusing on the main array on the reflective spot. It took no imagination to realize the object was a perfectly reflective void. No, 
Actually, we only learned that later. They told us it was perfectly refractive. Obviously, artificial. The survey mission was over. First contact procedures initiated. In the void of space around the uninhabited system with no gateway, this was a first. I wasn't the best at command apprenticeship, but I had known every detail of every first contact. What proxy and wouldn't? We don't forget anything unlike the Progeans. I sincerely hope you remember everything I'm telling you. I'll survive this. I will. But if I don't, remember. Four first contacts, seven secondary introductions, eleven homeworlds, thirty-two sapient species. Contact had always been near a homeworld or a gateway, except with the sapients of the Trajigu, who had intentionally placed themselves in orbit around a neighboring planet Moria, which was a course where we could easily observe from Protea. A very cautious sapient group. You already know all of this. Oh, uh, you just don't care. Fair enough. It's helping me stabilize, or at least I think that to be true. We transmitted in a wide band to start, followed protocol exactly. Binary pulses, prime sequence, pulsar map, fractal sequencing, then our current location. Mahalt, relative to the pulsar map. Then wait, form a numeric basis, then a location one, derive a common terminology for the universal constants, and build from there. In apprenticeship, learning about this process sounded boring. Now I realize how mistaken that was. Regardless of how mundane these actions, it was thrilling to be a part of in such a moment. Our wide-band transmission was reflected off the ovoid. We were hopeful some amount was being absorbed. What would they reply with? I suppose it would have been reasonable to consider that they would reply. But I didn't. That had never happened before. But what... First contact, our first, went unexpectedly well when they followed up the basic arithmetic functions. You've met a Bavort sapient, I'm sure. No. Well, they certainly don't look anything like us, but they think similarly enough. The Gallant was beyond challenging, as I understand. The Orkhorn's first reply was a position of their whole world relative to our pulsars, while our most recent contact with the Trageo was by far the most cautious and conservative. They merely broadcast the prime sequence number, and continued it further than we had to demonstrate they understood. The ovoid ship, it started to glow, not in a way that any Proteus sapient could perceive, but the senses could. Uniform heat radiation, apparently, perfectly uniform. Prime surveyor theorized the ship had actually been in some sort of inert state and was now becoming active. It was a good theory, and it might be correct. We'll probably never know. We received a wide band of transmissions that matched the exact frequency range we used. They did not transmit a prime sequence, arithmetic operations, nor stellar coordinates. No, what they sent destabilized every provian on the ship. Us proxians struggled through, most of us anyway. Yeah, I know you're fine, but while progians are different, it wasn't what they said, it was how they did it. The transmission was Protean modern script in unified fleet standard encoding. Right, I'm getting ahead of myself. What I actually saw was Prime Surveyor go motionless. Standard protocol and first contact is all transmissions and broadcasts to the whole ship. Well, intentioned, I'm sure, but ultimately fatal in this case. Prime Surveyor recovered temporarily and set the incoming transmission to auto-relay within the ship. 
Provians are brilliant. Standard evolutionary pressure between sapient groups. I'm sure you learned all about it. You always get differentiation. High intelligence comes with instability. Seems to be a universal constant. Just read up on Tregardia. I never learned of a more paranoid species. Yet yes, of course, now is a terrible time to do that. The message was short, fully comprehensible, but awkwardly structured. It was staggeringly impressive for a first contact reply. Salutations, protein vessel. Honor is ours to intersect you on former halt. Prime Surveyor was almost qualified to reply, but had slumped to the ground. Every Provian and the operation cylinder was in some sort of incapacitated state. The profoundness of what this implied was just too overwhelming for them. Had they deducted our language and communication systems in a moment, had they arrived here before we would have received speed of light transmission from their home world informing us, I'm sure the Provian mind came up with so many other perplexing and disconcerting questions. As Proxians, we were a bit rattled, but were able to struggle on. You were reorganizing the garden and unaware of this happening. No offense, but that's the most Progen thing I could imagine. I hope that the detail makes it into history document, assuming one ever gets written. No, no, I'm sorry, I'm sure it'll work out okay. Since every first contact has always been near a homeworld or a gateway, by the time numerical and stellar coordinate communication is established, an expert team, entirely Provian of course, has been brought in to establish full linguistic communications. They don't go over that part during command apprenticeship. No other proxy in, in the operation cylinder knew either. So, I tried my best. I don't think I succeeded. I don't think success was ever an option. They call themselves uh, Terrans. Their sapient group is composed of humans and mechs, an artificial construct the humans had created. Also, some combination of the two. What they described sounded circular. We didn't understand. I still don't. Maybe the Provians would have, but they were so overwhelmed at this point. We asked about the other sapiens in their group and the natural ones. All gone, eliminated by the humans long before they had written language. Most Provians and the operation cylinders died of neural hemorrhages. A few lived who were too overwhelmed by then to comprehend what had been learned. Their home world was called Earth. Was an accident. They destroyed it in a way I still don't understand. Spatial folding, the same way ships move quickly between the stars. I'm not an expert in how gateways work but I was certain that they can't destroy planets. The other Proxians lost their minds. I don't blame them. We're a strong species, but one can only envision so much destruction before succumbing. Command apprenticeship toughens the mind. I struggled terribly. You were still in the garden. When did you realize that what was going on? Never mind. I tried to understand, but they never heard of a gateway. Apparently. The way their ships move can't be adequately described by Protean modern script. We were told to leave the former Holt system. They were expecting other Terran ships, but not their ships. It was hard to comprehend. You still don't, do you? Understandable. Protean barely has the words to describe this. You must understand, though. It is important. The Terrans are a sapient group. That they are not one. No. Not like the Proteans, Proxians, or Provians make up the Protean-Sapient group. 
These groups are their choice. For example, you and I choose to join the Unified Fleet. That makes us a group. A grouping of sapiens who chose to be on ships. Yes, it's like that somehow. It's hard to understand. Yes, they're still all Terrans and both groups have humans and mechs and also a confusing combination of them. Actually, I'm assuming it's just two groups. Could it be more than two? This is all too much. These two groups are disagreeing with each other. Extremely disagreeable. They said our language lacks the vocabulary to properly explain. It is a type of disagreement that can't be resolved and therefore results in destruction. The other ships will be coming to destroy them, although they will try to destroy them first. I know it sounds wrong to say, uh, destroy. But that's what the asteroids and volcanoes do, not sapiens to one another. Clearly, Protean Modern doesn't have the words that they're expecting to happen. I'm sure I was beyond insane at that point. I don't know if anyone else was still alive in the Operation Cylinder. But certainly, no one else was functional. My astro-navigation skills are limited, but I was fully committed to do the unprecedented and flee a first contact. An alien race's request, no less. I'm not normally curious, no Proxian is, but I suppose insane ones are. I asked the Terrans how they knew our language. They found a ship of ours recently, crashed on a planet in the Polox system. I learned of that ship. It was the first non-gateway exploratory ship ever dispatched from Protea. It was a profound discovery for them, proof of other sapiens. They are jubilant to have encountered our ship so soon after that. They said they'll come to Protea when they are done disagreeing. They did not ask where our whole world is. They did not ask to visit. They examined our crash ship to see if the ship's technology could help them in their disagreement with the other terror group. They said that it could not, and it was extremely well-fit yet rudimentary. I suppose I should have been insulted. Unified fleet ships are the most advanced in known space, yet I was too far gone to say anything. They told us once more to leave, and then the space around the ship moved in impossible ways, bending the light of the distant stars behind them. The ship disappeared only slightly less suddenly than it had appeared. I charted a course back to Protea at full thrust. I still don't know if we have enough fuel to such a route, I figured it out later. I got myself into a full autodoc before I lost consciousness. That was two cycles ago. I didn't expect to revive. I suppose I'm grateful. I did, yet I'm still not sane. I don't know that I can ever be. We Proxians never forget. They are all like sapient volcanoes. It's only a matter of time until they flow through our home system, indifferently destroying all in their bath. None of this makes sense, yes. I know I'm insane, but that changes nothing. Please, remember. End of story. Greetings, ladies and mental gents, and welcome to this patch video for the web novel First Contact, written by Ralts Bloodthorn, which is available on both Royal Road and HFY. The links for them will be down below. And as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel.